The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tabaro. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Hello, Voice America people. Are you jamming out to that music? Karen, were you jamming out to I that music? I was totally jamming out to that. You know, I had to pick that music. They sent me to a website. There was like 50 trillion choices. I'm like, where do I even start? Oh, I like it. It was upbeat. Yeah, and, right? Yeah, yeah. We do I a little, listened we do about a little four dance. samples, and I was like, yeah, that's good. So we have a dance. I don't know. We might have to do a contest, like post your video to the dance to the Real Real Estate Today song. I was doing the, what was I doing? You were doing the robot. I was doing the robot. I do a, a pretty mean robot. Yuris will tell you that, that that's kind of my go-to dance. Um, so I don't know. Rachel, perhaps, contest? We have to look that up. Hey, well, welcome to our show today. This is show number 13, Lucky Show. So we're going to take it easy and not stress ourselves out too much. Um, I don't want to push my luck. So we're keeping it light and easy today, talking a little bit about inspections and probably a lot of off-topic stuff, too. Um, How was your uh, evening last night? Mine? Mm -hmm. Do you anything exciting? No, I was working along with about six or seven other um, internal employees on on a loan last night. Oh, my goodness. Last night. Till about 10 p.m. See, people, this is why, this is the voice of Karen Russell, who's the best damn letter in the state of Indiana, and this is why you want her working for you, because uh, it doesn't matter if Fixer Upper was on. She turned the TV off. Yeah, I have no idea what was going on last night. We just had, yeah, we just had everybody in my company helping with this one particular loan so that it can close on time, which is this coming Friday. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, The stories, yeah. I, I, I know she can't get into it, but... You can call me and I'll tell you all about it. Uh, my evening had a little drama. Actually, it wasn't really, but, um, you know, I have this, we learned, we got some numbers about the show yesterday and found out that um, Rachel, she's my associate producer, Italy is a big listener. So, ciao Italia, <laughs> something like that. We were practicing our Italian on each other, which pretty much was like, che cosa è una mela, which means what is an apple, I think. It doesn't really I have mean no that. idea. I'll Anyways, so I figured, you know, I have this international platform, and although the purpose is to speak about real estate, I have the ability to interject whatever the hell I want, you know, that I think is for the good of the world. Yes. Not you not should, political. I'm yes, you need to use this thing. platform in a positive way. Okay, so here's my story. Last night, cooking a nice dinner. You know, uh, I haven't told you this. We use this home chef service. 
Have I ever told you about that? Yes, you have told me about it. Oh, right, right, right. Love Home Chef. So if anybody has questions, we have to talk about that at some point in time. They send me all the ingredients and then I get to cook a nice meal. Ooh, that would be a good, like, closing gift. You should do it that for a client. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, I should. It's really awesome. So, like, you know, we were having some nice steaks and a red onion gravy thing. And there was some Texas toast, which I thought, that's a lot of, you know, because there was mashed potatoes, too. But anyways, I was getting the Texas toast out of the oven using an oven mitt. But I don't know what happened because it just burned the you-know-what out of my thumb. Dropped the Texas toast everywhere. So proceeded to try and eat dinner with my thumb in a bowl of ice water because it was just, like, burned all the heck. And uh, it was very tragic. And then, well, and then I tried to um, eat dinner with a freezer pop in my hand. <laughs> but then that melted and was trying everything. And nothing. as soon as you take it out of the ice water, you've had it burn like that. As soon as you right. take it out of the ice water, it just burns it it's hurts. just horrible right it hurts. and so I'm just like I sat at the kitchen table I think for an hour like I just don't I can't even move I can't whatever trying to do the dishes one-handed while my thumb is still well, I'm in just ice sitting water here thinking about uh, you're on your phone all the time trying to respond oh, back I'm, to right. clients okay. like how are you texting so now and here I am oh I talk to text but here I am like googling with my left thumb which doesn't work at all home remedies because I'm like there's got to be a better solution I had lidocaine stuff I was spraying on nothing was helping so <clears throat> I found the answer Okay. And this is, it works so well. This is why I feel like I need to share it with like the entire world. Let's hear it. So listen up, Italy and United States and anybody else who's listening. Uh, I, so this is the article that I came upon. I'll tell you the details uh, of what website it is. Um, but this was a, a reader posted their story about accidentally grabbing the metal handle of a pot right out of the oven. First they tried, this is weird to me. First they tried pouring soy sauce on the burn without much relief. I'm not sure. Soy sauce. No. Would not be top of That's salty. Let's pour salt. Anyways, okay. Then a frozen gel ice pack, but again, the pain persisted. After checking the People's Pharmacy website, they stumbled upon the yellow mustard burn remedy. After generously slathering mustard over the painful burn, they felt immediate relief. And by bedtime, the pain was gone with only slight discoloration. By morning, everything was back to normal. No pain, no discoloration, just a weird craving for hot dogs. So I did that last part. Mustard works. It does. Mustard I works. I am not like a it's still a little yellow. Can you see it? No. There's a little yellow right there. I'm not a mustard eater, but we always have some. See? Okay. So then like when you read so this article that I came across, Rachel was like, Where did you find this? The National Mustard Museum. <laughs> there is one. Uh, and then it was on their website, The Healing Powers of Mustard. And I'm here to tell you that it works. Okay. I would say for the first 10 minutes or so, I was like, I'm not sure it's working. I'm not sure it's working. And then it was like within 15 minutes, it was just like done. I'm good. Okay. I'm going to try that next time. I tried one of those new like curling wands. Yeah. Where you have to wear a glove with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to hold it. So anyways, yeah. ended up the tip of it burnt my uh Burnt yeah. my forearm, yeah. and, the, like, the skin's gone. Yeah, and they say, like, it doesn't, it helps. So I don't know if it's the vinegar that's in the mustard, because I did try to soak the wet. It draws the heat out. The vinegar does. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard that in some mustards there's turmeric, and that also, turmeric has a lot of healing well, now, powers Now we well. all know. Thank you. So mustard. But what was funny to me was that I was reading the comments from people you know, of this article, which there's like four pages of, of people, you know, what does it work? Does it not work? And somebody was, there were so many people that were like, well, I didn't have mustard in the house. I'm like, who are you people that you don't have mustard in the house? If I was single, really, I would not, I'm not a mustard person. Oh, I love mustard. No. Mayonnaise? No. No, I don't like mayonnaise either. It's food of the devil. But anyways, okay. So uh, in, in interest of helping the entire 
world. Uh, Rachel's going to put that link up or probably has already put that up on Facebook. So go over to my Facebook page. I know people are tuning in like, what the heck does this have to do with real estate? Absolutely nothing. But sometimes I just like to tell people what I think. So there you go. Um, All right. So should we talk about real estate? I think that's what this show is. Okay. Oh, you know what, though? First, yeah. I have to give a shout out. This is this whole first segment is just going to be non sequiturs that don't have anything to do with anything. So bear with me. So shout out to Mickey. Hi, Mickey. Thanks for listening. I have a new Twitter follower. That's Rachel's mom. <laughs> so we've got all the moms listening now. We're going to have to have a little mom group in, but I appreciate you listening. Um, okay. So a couple weeks ago, do you remember we talked about Zillow, the Zillow and National Association of Realtors Move Inc. lawsuit? Yes, okay. I do. Did you know it's been resolved? No. Yeah. I tune into your show. To get the news? To get the news. So if I to don't say it, it didn't happen. And greatest. Exactly. Yes. If, if, if Deb doesn't say it, it didn't happen. Well, actually, this was, Rachel found this. Um, and this happened last week. Okay. A week ago on June 7th. Uh, Zillow agreed Monday to pay $130 million to settle allegations uh, that two of its executives stole trade secrets from Move Inc., which is the operator of Realtor.com, which is owned by National Association of Realtors. So it's a whole big Move Inc., National Association of Realtors are kind of partners in this whole venture. Uh, The settlement came just as the case was preparing to move to trial, which is what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago and some of the evidence and some of the Oh, it wasn't, I erased my hard drive because I was looking at porn, not because I was erasing trade secrets, kind of BS. Anyways, uh, jury selection was slated for this week, so they settled $130 million. Yes, but I don't know if it says in there further, by them paying that settlement, they are not uh, confirming or denying any wrongdoing or something. Isn't that what they say a lot of times in lawsuits? Probably, yeah. In the settlement, Zillow admitted no wrongdoing. Okay. Okay, $130 $130 million. That's all I have to say. I know. I know. Karen keeps making the little Austin Powers <laughs> $1 million thing with this pinky. Thing with her pinky. Yeah, uh, Zillow admitted no wrongdoing. Zillow spokeswoman Amanda Woolley said that the company just wanted to move on from the court battle with Move. This agreement allows us to put this litigation behind us and continue our focus on innovation. Whatever. I, I would not give up $130 million if I was in the right. Exactly. Just saying. Um, move likewise move dot uh, com issued a statement saying it looked forward to returning our full focus to simplifying the real estate process for consumers and real estate professionals who serve them. Um, so there you go, one hundred thirty million dollars. Speaking of Zillow, when I emailed you this morning and asked you about the homeowner association dues in that yes. particular yes neighborhood, yes, I had found it on Zillow. Yeah, but they had also said that. Properties in that area were worth like almost three hundred thousand dollars. What exactly? And so I know what this condo is going for. Right. And so that's why I thought mm, I don't want to take. I don't want to take. Uh, Was it correct though? The, the HOA dues. It did say the same dues? correct. Yes. Okay. Well, there's so. that. So that's the thing. You don't never know what information is correct and what information exactly. is incorrect. Interesting. I didn't even know that they had homeowner association dues on there. So, anyways, that is the end of the Zillow drama. We will have to find new things about Zillow of which to complain about next week. And I'm sure we will. I have no fear of that. They will step up to the plate with something. All right. Let's see. Last week, we talked about inspections. Um, we talked about the process and the rules and just kind of general information. We got some questions from that, and I certainly 
not shockingly at all, have more to say about inspections. You know, I'd said this year, last year was a little hellish when inspe- coming when it comes to inspections. Well, we had a lot of rain too last year. That so could be a lot too. of We're things. always in crawl space. Right. H-E double hockey sticks here. Um, this year has, I don't know, for me, it feels like it's gone smoother um, until the past week. So as soon as I did the inspection show, it just kind of all, yeah, got a little crazy. And we've had some deals fall through. Um, you know, we've had some deals where the sellers aren't agreeing to do things that they probably should do, you know, and, and just kind of getting caught up in that whole mess just in the past seven days. So um, you certainly have some more to say about that Um and just kind of, again, reiterating some of the general process. And, and we had some questions. I had some people come up to me after the last show and want to share their inspection nightmare story. Um, so the first thing we are going to do, and I think we'll probably do this when we come back from a break here in a couple of minutes, is I'm going to put Karen on the spot because why not? She's here. So I don't know if you want to do this as a drinking game. Not that we do, you know, with your milk. Um, but we're going to do a quiz. It's it's called Coke Zero. It Coke is Zero, not, is no. that what it is? Yes. Okay, juice. Your juice. Oh, my god. Is that gosh. what Michael Jackson called it? Juice. Um, so I think we'll, we'll do that here uh, in a second when we come back from a break. So um, just want to remind everyone before we stop for our first break that uh, – I am able to help you if you are anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world. I've had some great contacts from people all over the country just asking general real estate questions. And I'm always happy to do that. You can easily find me on Facebook or you can email me at Deb, D-E-B, at realrealestatetoday.com. Or you can go to my website and just click on uh, connect with me, I think is connect with us, connect something connect uh so uh let's go to break and we'll come back and do the quiz you are listening to real real estate today we are your home for smart real estate be right back the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit RealRealEstateToday.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging 
marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we're back, and I'm just, like, feeling like my desk isn't big enough, and I'm pushing Karen I could have told edge. you that 13 weeks ago I when we know. started the show. Okay, we're fine. We're going to focus. This segment is going to be focused, and then the rest of the show right. will just completely blow I'm laser off. focused. Let's, All right, laser focus. Let's do this quick. All right, we are putting Karen to the test to see how well she was listening last week. This is an inspection quiz, and I thought it provided a really good review of the things that we talked about last week. So it's multiple choice. We'll make it nice and easy for you. We'll only make you take a drink if you get it wrong. Okay. All right. Okay. Number one, what is a home inspection? Is it a thorough assessment of every aspect of a home inside and out? Is it a standard test determining a home's value? Or is it a visual exam of the home's overall condition? I would say it's option A. Um, is that your final answer? Well, yes, because it's, it, what, was the, what was the answer again? It's That's- inside and a thorough... Inside and out. Yeah. Something. It's not. <gasps> because it's not. I, I think the, the, the trick is, is it really thorough? It's thorough. Three to four hours usually for a home inspection. But they're not going behind the walls. Okay. So you know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm failing right now. What's the correct answer? A visual exam of the home's overall condition. So typically they're not, you know, drilling into the floor to see what's, you know, underneath there. It's only what's accessible. I would rebuke this if I was in a classroom taking this only because visual just means you're not really. Were you one of those argumentative students? No, but I'm just saying it to my get my B point. My should really be a B plus. Okay. Well, this quiz was written by uh, Echo Serena. Sounds Italian. We have a theme today. Okay. Uh, so. so I will get you her email address or his email address. I'm sorry. I'm not sure which. All right. Okay. Question it is two. a visual exam of the home's overall condition. Uh, general condition is by no means an examination of every aspect of a residence. You don't really know until you've lived there for a while. You sure. know what's really going on. So don't ex- And then also don't expect uh, the home inspection to assess the home's value. We know that. Can- oh, this is my favorite one. Can you fail a home inspection? Yes. No, or in some states. Can can the home? Can a home fail I'm going to say no. Let's see. And the answer is, oh, my things move up. Correct. Good job. It is impossible. This is one of my pet peeves, and I, I literally get this asked this question weekly. I just got it over the weekend. So what if the home doesn't pass inspection? It's not, that's not the case. It's whether you choose to accept the home in its condition or try to negotiate but there's no one that says you can't buy that home because it didn't pass inspection. True. I think that's just the lingo that everyone uses. Know. You know, it, there's a better. We need to start a new trend. I know. Make some T-shirts up. Okay. 
Uh, I'm at yeah. 50% now. I yeah. have an F. So, yeah. all right. Okay, next question. Who should you consult to perform a home inspection? The homeowner, uh, an experienced real estate agent, or a certified home inspector? Those are all fabulous answers, but I'm going to say a certified home you inspector. You got it. See, some of them are really, really easy. A certified home inspector is your best bet. Uh, they know construction, uh, and some of the most of them, most states have licensing rules and regulations, that kind of thing. Although I will tell you, in light of our you know international reach, I was doing some googling last night on home inspections in other countries. I, I googled Italy, um, but everything was sort of geared towards expat buyers, so they were like, try to find an English speaking, I don't know, <laughs> English speaking home inspector. But in, I know uh, I read an article that in Australia they don't have any. Uh, licensing or laws, regulations for home inspectors. Pretty much anybody can call themselves a home inspector. Okay. Uh, we're more regulated by the state, uh, and there are some uh, national organizations they can belong to as well. All right, what is a good way to vet a home inspector? Consult your real estate attorney, ask for recommendations from friends and business associates, or both of the above? I would say all, both of the above. See, anytime there's an all of the above, that's the answer, right? Yes. I'm yeah. at 75% now. I'm passing. Okay. You're good. <laughs> you can stop drinking now. All right. Yes. Definitely looking for referrals from friends and family. Uh, it says real estate attorney. I would also say your real estate agent probably might know a little bit about how much. Well, you know, some, some states, they everything's handled by attorneys. attorneys instead. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, and the one thing I say with with uh, with me providing referrals, you know, I always try to give out several and I do make my clients contact. I won't set the home inspection up. You know, the, the buyers need to own that process. They need to feel comfortable with the home inspector. I never want it to come back on me and be like, well, that was the home inspector that you told us to use or that, you know, you set that home inspection up and all of a sudden becomes right. my responsibility because right. I'm not the one who has to live with it. So I provide the tools and I provide the resources. All right, question five. Out of these three factors, what's the most important thing to consider when choosing a home inspector? Compliance with state regulations, the training and experience, or the professional affiliations? I thought this one was hard. I am a compliance person, so and that's my background, so I am going with the compliance Good job. You got it. I got that one wrong. I was like training and experience, man. I'm all about experience. But uh, no, according to this quiz, says do your due diligence, look into inspector's qualifications, start with whether he or she meets the state's qualifications, which is state licensing, uh, and uh, they say that always trumps experience and professional affiliations. I was going to say, when you think about um, other realtors that you know of mm-hmm. that have been doing this selling or listing real estate for decades mm-hmm. but they're not following the code of ethics or you know True. what I mean right yeah so I don't think training and gotta have because, some compliance in there yeah for sure for sure uh funny story completely off topic since that's our theme today there was a home inspector in our area that sent an email out yesterday to the entire board of realtors and it said um did you see it no you were on it a message just went to the realtors not the affiliates it said crawl space rumors so someone is writing rumors that i'm not going and i won't go into crawl spaces to inspect homes and i want to clarify that that is not true well i guess that's one way to get the message out you get the whole board I guess I felt really bad for him, and then he went on to, you know, say all the things that he does do. But, um, yeah, some somebody was saying some not true things about him. I can't imagine a home inspector who wouldn't go in a crawl space. That'd be. That's anyways. one reason why she's not to be a home inspector. <laughs> one of many, yes. Also, addicts, insulation. All right, question six: Which of these things is not typically covered in a standard home inspection? The foundation, the electrical systems, 
or mold and diseases? I think this is a trick question. It's not a trick question. Mold and diseases. You are correct. Okay. A standard home inspection. And this is the conversation that as buyers you need to have with your home inspector before you kind of sign on the dotted line. Uh, a standard home inspection generally covers a number of things such as the structural and the heating and the cooling and the electrical and the interior plumbing. But to do mold testing or radon testing is a big thing around here. Um, or, you know, um, other kinds of diseases or meth, anything like that. That's extra. So that's not a standard and it's going to cost you more. All right. Number seven. What? I don't know how I feel about this question. What will a home inspector do for you? (laughs) Um, Let's keep this clean. I know. Okay. Uh, Recommend whether to buy a house, provide you with information, or verify local code compliance. I... uh, Another trick question. Not a trick question. I would say in general, they're just providing them information. Exactly. (laughs) They're not going to tell you whether to buy the house. They're not going to say, run, run as fast as you can. Correct. But they could say, here's some information for you. That furnace is not up to code or it's not off the ground or or whatever. Right. They're just going to provide you the facts and allow you to draw your own conclusions on what you should do from there. I'm still passing, so. You're still passing. Yes. I think you only missed one. One. That's an A minus. If an inspection report reveals problems with a home, what should you do? Decide whether you have the time and money to fix the problems. Buy it or don't buy it. Is this the buyer or the seller? (laughs) Is this a a buyer or seller? If you were the buyer. I was the buyer. Decide whether you have the time or money to fix the problems. Buy it or don't buy it. I guess of the choices, I would pick the first one. I would say you are correct. Just because a home has problems doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it. After all, no structure is perfect. Um, And I think we may talk about that a little bit later, just sort of taking home inspections in context of the home. If you're not, if you're buying a 50-year-old, 60, 70, 80, 100-year-old home, you have to kind of take that into context with what you're finding out. Um, And then decide by factoring in whether you can uh, afford the time and the money necessary to make repairs. And then I think we talked a lot last week. We'll talk a little bit more about major defects and just revisiting that. Uh, one of the questions that we got sent in from a listener is, you know, so what exactly do you do? And I don't think we got to that last week. Like, what happens? We've done the inspection. I have the report. There's some major defects. What, do you, what happens now? Right. So we'll talk about that. Uh, question nine. This one's a trick question. I may have to keep you. all trick questions. <laughs> okay, Echo. Write the quiz. Um, all of these are reputable professional organizations except which one? How would you know this? I don't know. The American Society of Home Inspectors. That's ASHI. The National Association of Home Inspectors. That's NAHI. I think that's how you say it. And then the American Society of Certified Home Inspectors. American Society of Certified Home Inspectors. I would say the fir- um, that last one. That last cer- one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it doesn't exist. Uh, it was a complete guess. Good job. Uh, so just do your research. Look them up. You know, we can all put letters after our names, but it's up to you. Buyer beware. Caveat emptor that you check and make sure that those are real letters. And number 10, what will a home inspection report identify? Necessary repairs, the condition of accessible areas throughout the home, or the home's market value? Necessary repairs. That your final answer? That's my final answer. But you're shaking your head. Oh, no, I'm not. People will think that I'm helping you. Yeah. Condition of accessible areas throughout the home. 
It's not just about repairs. Remember what I said? My philosophy on home inspections is that it's 50% identifying issues. And what's the other 50%? Understanding your home understanding so that your you home. can take care right, of it. Exactly. Understanding the condition of all the accessible areas. I'm trying not areas. to focus that I scored an 80%. Oh, my God. I know. We grade on a curve here. Okay. So that is an A+. Plus. <laughs> I was just telling Rachel that we have to do a certain number of continuing education hours every year. And we have to have them done by the end of June every year. And so I was like, oh, we have to get that done this month with everything else going on. And uh, I will admit that there was like one module that I did that I was like, um, I just really need to pass. And I'm going to step back from my tendencies to be like a perfectionist and be okay with, you know, an 80%. Right. And I was. And it didn't kill me. Okay, so you got an 8 out of 10. That's pretty good. Uh, we'll, we'll accept that. Um, and uh, hopefully that was a good, a good uh, review of last show. Um, well, I do want to point out that inaccessible um, areas thing because I think that's, that was a point of confusion of what, what exactly is the home inspector's obligation. And they are certainly not going to tell you everything. I should have printed this story out. And I'll give it to Rachel to put online. I read a story last night as I was sitting, literally sitting with my thumb in ice water um, from the New York Times. I was trying to work at the same time at the kitchen table in pain um, between sobs. And uh, it was the New York Times. It was a story about a family who had bought a house for about $650,000. And it really became an albatross land of having to put about $400,000 into it and move out. They're hoping for six months, but it might be 11 months and on and on and on. They're trying to go after the previous owner because of shoddy workmanship and all that. And the whole time I'm reading this New York Times article thinking, well, didn't they get a home inspection? And it wasn't until the very end. They were like, well, they did have a home inspection, but they didn't take it very seriously. Oh, no. And I was like, and, and oh, I no. guess they were saying like the home inspector said some things like, um, well, yeah, there's a beam that's missing there, but... I mean, really, are you ever going to have 40 people standing in your kitchen? Oh, that's not good. No. Like, it doesn't matter. If you need an extra support beam, it needs to be installed. Yeah. And so, you know, I think everybody was just a little bit nonchalant about it. Um, and so it was interesting. Uh interesting how that went but anyways all right we are through segment two going to take another break and uh, you are listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate we'll be right back streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. 
Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com Now, back to this week's program. All right, let's keep talking inspections on realrealestatetoday.com. So one of the questions I got after last week's show was, so now what? We've done the inspection. Uh, We have the report. We think there are some issues. What do we do? Uh, And so I thought, hey, you know, we should probably get into that. And I get this a lot, too. I think that as realtors, we just sort of get into our process and forget to stop and explain, you hey, there's a form that we need to fill out and that kind of thing. Um, So uh, sometimes buyers think that we just... uh, respond back, you know, talk to the listing agent, say, hey, these things need to be fixed, that cool kind of thing. And it's a little bit more of a formal process than that. So let's talk about that. Um, When we get the inspection report and we have some items that we think are major defects and would like the seller to address, what do we do now? Let's remember the definition of major defect. I'm not going to quiz Karen on this because she's like crying in the corner right now because she got that 80% on that last quiz. I got one more quiz coming up for you. So there's a chance to Redeem myself. Redeem yourself. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So de- major d- defect is in the state of Indiana, based on our contracts, it's something that impairs the health or safety of the occupants, like a carbon monoxide leak, electrical issues that could catch fire, mold, things like that. If it's Or it's something that if not repaired would shorten the lifespan of the home. Anything with water, really, roof leaks, foundation problems that would make the house fall apart. Or... Um, the third definition of a major defect is something that adversely affects the value of the home. I gave the example of the home that I bought that was built on landscape timbers uh, instead of actual post and beam type construction. That would be a major defect. Okay, So if it meets one of those uh, issues, then we would, within the time frame, now this is really the key part, within the time frame that the buyer and the seller have agreed on, you have to make a formal written request to have the repairs done. Um, and that, don't worry, we realtors have a form for that, that we just need to fill out uh, on what needs to be done. But there is a timeline, and I think people need to understand that. I had someone come up to me after the show last week um, and say, oh, I want to tell you my inspection horror story. And she was kind of telling me her side of the story, and what wasn't clear to me was I'm not entirely sure that they responded in a formal manner using the formal paperwork uh, within the timeline that the buyers and sellers agreed in. When you make an offer on a home, we typically ask for, in Indiana, around here, it's somewhere between 14 and 18 days to do inspections once the offer has been accepted. And that means that a written formal response has to be submitted to the seller within that timeline. And if it hasn't, then it means you accept the house or you're in breach of the contract. And that's important. Every contract, you know, in law, there's a time is of the essence clauses that mean we all agree to stick timelines. Yes, that and that's why I know on my end, I let's say a, a deal is... Uh, 
the deal doesn't go through because of inspections, Mm -hmm. I always ask the realtor to provide me a mutual release so that I can fully document my file. We never see that inspection report. Mm -hmm. And we do take the word on everybody that it's not going through because inspection. But that's that final piece of the paper trail that says, we've all agreed that we are parting ways and we're moving on. And what happens commonly is that if you don't respond within that time period and the buyer wants to walk away, or the buyer just says, I want to walk away, I don't even want to make a response, and perhaps in a lot of states you're contractually obligated to give the seller a chance to make repairs. And if you choose not to, um, you know, then the earnest money gets tied up, potentially doesn't get returned to you. And I will tell you that pretty much what happens is it goes to small claims court, the judge says, I don't have time for this today. <laughs> they get really annoyed, at least here in Monroe County. They get really annoyed. They say, I don't have time for this today. I'm going to send you off to this mediator. And everybody has to go and sit and talk with this mediator. And then they all agree to just split the money. Everybody loses. Nobody wins. That's no fun. Yeah. So you need to understand what your contractual obligations are. And understand, too, because the, the lady who came up to me last week said she had, they had bought a lot of homes. They had bought probably 10 homes in their lifetime. So they were fairly experienced home buyers. But I'm not sure they ever bought a home in the state of Indiana. And you have to understand, demand to understand uh, that the laws are different by state and the laws are even different over time. You know, our laws 20 years ago and how the contracts were written up 20 years ago is different than how it's done today. Uh, and that's a disadvantage that home buyers are at because, and really home sellers too, they don't do this every day. When, you know, you typically are buying and selling a home every seven, 10 years, even longer, and things can change and you kind of are starting new. You're a a born again, you know, every single time you do it because you're not doing it that often. So you need to understand all of those and make sure that you are to the, you know, dotting your I's, crossing your T's, following your obligations under the contract. Okay, that's my soapbox. I'm getting off it. Once you have um, some items that you want to ask the seller to repair, if you're the buyer, just some advice that I give. These are the things I tell my buyers. Make your requests as specific as possible because what we don't want to happen is get down right before the end of closing. I don't know if you've ever seen this, Karen, where a deal kind of falls apart right before closing, like a day or two before closing because the repairs aren't done to the buyer's satisfaction or there's some disconnect about what they thought was going to be done and how it was actually done. Um, And so you want to be specific on how you want the work done. Um, One of the things I try to do is what will the end result be? So even um, today I wrote a response up that there's a bench that's going to be removed that's built in. Okay. And so my response was, you know, the trim work will be placed back in a professional manner if the walls need to be patched and painted behind so that it matches the rest of the kitchen. You know, I want everybody to be clear what the end result looks like. Because if you just said the bench needs to be removed. Right. Just yank the bench out and leave everything Or remove it and repair any damage. Well, what does repair any damage mean? I mean, it could be like, well, I patched the holes. You know, or it could be that I painted it, but I didn't have the same paint color. So I just painted a different color, but it's painted. You know, that's probably not acceptable either. So think about that. I always have my clients kind of envision what you want it to look like at the end. And then how can we make sure we paint that picture for the seller? Um, who do you want doing the repair? Anytime I have electrical, HVAC work, uh, plumbing work, I always specify that I'd like that done by a licensed contractor. Um, and again, that's we're all going back into negotiations. So the seller could come back and say, well... I can do this electrical repair myself. And then it's up to the buyer to um, decide whether that's acceptable to them or not. But if you want someone specific doing the repair, sometimes we'll even specify a specific company if we feel that strongly about it. Um, 
But like I said, the worst thing to do is to get right down to, to before closing and then not be satisfied with a pair. So be specific. Um, you also may want to negotiate a credit. Um, sometimes that can be done. Um, and Karen can speak to this a little bit. But basically in the lender world, anytime you're getting a mortgage, there is no way to get money back in your pocket as a buyer. This is a common misconception I think people don't understand. It's just not done in today's day and age with loan regulations. You cannot get money cash handed to you so that you can do a repair after closing. Correct. Um, we can definitely put a as an expense to the seller. Mm-hmm. You already have someone that's going to do the work, you know, ABC Plumbing, or I hope that's not a real company, but ABC Maybe. Plumbing, they're going to do the work, then... We can have a check ready for there. The title company can ha- set aside those yeah. those funds. There are ways that. to do it, but n- getting cash in your pocket is not a way to do it. One of the ways you can do it is to lower the purchase price. So say there's $3,000 worth of repairs that need to be done. Well, certainly we can negotiate to have the purchase price lowered by $3,000. But Karen, does that put money in your pocket? No, it does not. Not very much. No. That might put, what, 18, 15, 18 bucks in your pocket a month. Um, over the long run, that $3,000 probably becomes... 3500 you know, over the course of a mortgage, but it doesn't give you. So if you need that cash to do the repair, which like a lot of my first-time homebuyers would, right. that's not a great option for them. Another option is sort of offsetting um, cash out of your pocket by asking the seller to pay for closing costs. That's something that we can do that would, in theory, it all is math and becomes moving from one column to another. But uh, if you were going to have to bring $2,500 to closing to pay for your loan closing costs, and instead we ask the seller to cover that $2,500, then in theory, that $2,500 that you had set aside to pay for your loan closing costs, you'd still have in your pocket. Right. But a lot of buyers ask for that closing cost assistance up front. And if you ask for $5,000 in closing cost assistance and you don't need it all, then that's not getting you any money either. Use it or lose it. Yeah. So it gets a little bit tricky, but there certainly are options. And uh, I'm certainly a big fan of thinking outside the box as long as everybody is really, really clear on what that is. So once you make those um, requests, written requests to the seller, there's a deadline for them to respond. And this is, remember I talked last week, don't be a jerk. Uh, So don't be a jerk about timelines. (laughs) Give them plenty of time. If you're asking for $20,000 in repairs, don't give them a day and a half to think about that. Give them a little bit more time. Uh, And then they can, uh, the seller will review that and they can either accept, agree to do the repairs. They can refuse to do the repairs. They can agree to do some of them uh, and not others. Uh, So basically you're just going back into negotiations on that. Um, They can do a combination. They could do, I'll do these three repairs and I'll give you $500 in credit or something like that. So there's, there's lots of ways that you can go to renegotiate that. Um, But at the end of the day, if the buyer and the seller can't agree and it is a major defect, then the buyer can choose to terminate the agreement uh, as long as it's over a major defect, not going to terminate agreement over a hole in a window screen, in my opinion. However, It's important to understand, too, that the buyer doesn't have to terminate the agreement. The the ball is kind of in the buyer's court um, at this point. Um, They they don't, again, we talked about the house doesn't pass or fail. So no one's going to say, eh, you can't buy that house unless it's an FHA loan. Um, But uh, they can choose. I had a situation, you know, just recently where we came back and asked for some things. There were some issues with the house. um, And the seller was just like, nope, can't do it. And the buyer said, okay, well, I'm still going to buy the house. And so they chose to move forward, even though, you know, the seller said no. They felt like it was a good deal. It was still a pretty good deal for them. Um, so the seller at this point in inspections is not in the position to terminate an agreement. It's really kind of up to the buyer to do that. 
the seller's still contractually bound. They can just say, no, I won't do that. And then it's up to the buyer. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. That's interesting. I, I'm thinking of a particular situation where an inspection came back. Everybody went to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. Realtor calls me and says, hey, how can we do this? Because they won't make the repairs, but we could reduce the price, offer closing cost assistance. We ran the numbers. The end result's everyone's happy and Mm -hmm. the work's getting done and the seller said that sounds shady to me these buyers just need to go start over with another lender where we didn't think it was shady we were feeling like she won't put the money out to make the repairs and in order for this to work and we were already like three weeks into the process yeah Yeah. but you're saying that the seller the seller can't kill a deal at this point they are contractually bound so, for example, you know, we see this a lot where perhaps the seller gets a backup offer and maybe the backup offer. So offer number one's in place. It's a good offer. They accept it. But then afterwards, they get a backup offer that's even better than the first offer. Sure. Seller kind of wants to kill the first deal because they'll make more money on the second one. So the buyer, number one buyer, does inspections, asks for some repairs. The seller says, nope, I'm not going to do a thing, hoping to kill that first deal. I but see. they can't kill it. I'll tell you in my Contractually, they can't. Okay. They you know. ended up um, going somewhere else, which delayed closing. And these people, uh, this was back when HUDs were still around. Mm-hmm. They were doing a simultaneous close. So they sold their house one day. Yeah. But then they were out for about two and a half, three weeks until the other lender could get the process wow. rolling and they could buy the next house, buy that same huh. house. Interesting. Well, there are solutions to a myriad of problems uh, in situations that you come up with in inspections. The key is to have calm realtors who are forward thinking and think outside the box and uh, don't take things personally and are just focused on getting the deal done because ultimately that's what everybody wants is to get the deal done. We're going to take one last break and then put Karen to the test again. So stick with us. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. 
You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, here we are practicing our dance steps to my awesome theme music. We are at show 13, Lucky 13, which was the end of our original pilot series that we were doing. And uh, thankfully, the people at Voice America said, hey, why don't you stick around a little while? So we have signed on for 52 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It takes my breath away a little bit. Uh, not sure what we're going to talk about for 52 weeks. Please send your ideas and suggestions to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com or on Facebook. Otherwise, I'm just going to start quizzing Karen constantly on every yes, show. Please, on yes, please any home submit topic. your questions. Last week, we did a quiz. What was that quiz about? Which, which HGTV show should I be on? Right. And you came up with Love It or List It, which you did not think was appropriate. No. So what did you do? I retook it. She retook it. She went home and retook it until she got the answer she wanted. No, I didn't get the answer I wanted, but then it said that I wanted to be on income property. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's what I said, too. But. All right, well, let's do another home inspection quiz. This is a little bit more about the specific specifics of the home inspection and some, uh, some probably some um, other questions that we've already answered. This one's by a different person. Sarah Elliott came up Good. with this quiz. I so we'll Sarah's see if you like Sarah quizzes. better than yes, Echo. Let's see. Okay. This hers is funnier. That's why we're ending the show with this one because some of them, as I got into it, I was like, those are pretty good choices. Uh, okay. So, number one, how are home inspectors certified? Each state certifies its own home inspector or own home inspectors. Uh, certification is supervised by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, where home inspectors are usually Failed real estate agents with an axe to grind and plenty of patience. I I want to say it's the third one, uh-huh. but I'm going to say it's the first one. Okay, you are <laughs> correct. It's up to each individual state to determine certification criteria for home inspectors. In Indiana, you are licensed. You can look up those licenses. It's licensed by the state. Uh, number two, can you por- perform a home inspection yourself? Well, I guess if you're a certified home inspector by And willing trade. to go in a crawl space. Yes. Right? Okay, let's see. Uh, no, it must be performed by a certified home inspector after he's had a couple cups of coffee. I don't really understand why she put that in there. But anyways, okay. Uh, yes, you can and you should. How else are you going to con anyone into buying that dump? And yes, you can, but you'll probably end up contacting a pro too. It'd be the last one. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people, I think when you do walkthroughs of the house, you want to kind of do an inspection of sorts and some people are much more detailed than other people um, but you're probably going to require a professional to come and take a look at it as well that would be the best as I like to say no one requires you to have a home inspection but I will sit in judgment of you if you don't and then I laugh like I'm joking but I'm not 
Question three, when's the best time to get a home inspection? Uh, I think this is from a seller's perspective. Before you put your home up for sale, after you've locked in a real estate agent, but before he knows all the facts, or after you have a signed contract. I don't know. I think if I was a seller, I would say, let's do it before I put my house on the market. See, and I disagree. So I'm going to have to contact this Miss Sarah Elliott who wrote this because I agree. From the seller's perspective, I think the best time to get a home inspection is before you put your home up for sale. Right. Well, you can still be in control of the repairs. We've all heard me get on this soapbox before, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, Their answer was best time to contact a home inspector is after you have a signed contract. Home sales are contingent on the results of inspections, blah, 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 blah. Nope. Wrong question. Wrong answer. Completely wrong. Sorry, Sarah. Um, Okay, number four. This is a good one. Do you have to be present for a home inspection? Yes, both the buyer and seller must be in attendance. Or no. Or no, inspections are unbiased reviews that never include the interested parties. I guess of those choices, I don't know who who I'm answering on behalf. The seller shouldn't be there. Correct. (laughs) Nobody has to be there except the home inspector. It'd be hard for a home inspector to do a home inspection if they weren't there. Choice D. Choice D. None of the above. The seller does not have to or should not be there. Yes. Um, Yeah. Seller should not be there. Uh, It just, and I get sellers to ask me that. And a lot of sellers want to be there because they feel like they know a lot about their home and they can answer questions. And that certainly is true. But more important is giving the buyer plenty of opportunity to ask questions and feel completely comfortable and not feel like they have to censor themselves, which a lot of people, because most people are nice, they do. So seller needs to not be there. Buyer doesn't have to be there, but certainly very, very useful for the buyer to be there. And most home inspectors like the buyer to be there. Uh, how much will a home inspection cost? An arm and a leg? Less than $600 or 5% of your home's value in a basket of mini muffins? Less, <laughs> less than 600 Excellent. Yes, it's usually somewhere around four, 500 Depends on uh, what, your, uh, what additional tests you might be getting besides that. Um, if a home gets a great grade on an inspection, can its price go up? Yes, but only in Las Vegas. No. Or it can if the home gets an A-plus grade. I don't like this quiz. The answer is no. Correct. The <laughs> but, answer is no. Uh, you are locked in at that price. Do you need to get an inspection on a relatively new home? Yes, it is the safest practice. Yes, it is the law. No, what you don't know won't hurt you. To answer what I said last week, yes, it's probably the safest, safest probably practice. probably is the safest practice. Yep. Uh, how should you choose a home inspector? Find a professional who's certified, experienced, and has a great reputation. Cheap is always good. I know some people like that. Look for someone who works out regularly and embraces spandex. I will go for the first answer. I think that's probably a good call. I'm not sure what the obsession with spandex is, but uh, yes, find someone who's certified, has a good reputation. To get into those crawl spaces. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Uh, And also has long-tailed Mm -hmm. t-shirts. What should happen when a home inspection reveals problems? Arson? Negotiation? Accusations and threats? Ooh, tough. Negotiations probably. Yeah, although we see accusations and threats happen a lot too. Uh, Will a home inspection list recommended repairs? No, although it will cite visible flaws and problems. Yes, and the recommended fixes should be completed prior to a sale. Yes, and the seller may be flogged for obvious neglect. Hmm, I'm going to say no. It does not typically uh, tell you uh, how things should be fixed 
just that here's some concerns and you should look at them a little bit deeper. Visible or visual was the key word from the other one that I I missed. Yes, and accessible. I think you got all those. I didn't, but thank you. You didn't? No. Okay. We, We struck out that one. Okay, so you got 90? Sure. That's pretty good. All right. So I think we have exhausted inspections for now i'm sure we'll revisit it one of the 52 weeks coming up in our next shows Um, but for now if you have any questions about home inspections i'm always happy to give you my opinion Um, uh, you can reach me at deb at realrealestatetoday.com or on facebook we're putting links up to a lot of the stuff that we talked about on today's show so be sure to check that out find us on twitter uh, and like us just like Rachel's mom liked us on Twitter or follow us. We follow on Twitter, don't we? Yeah, I am so old. <laughs> and I would say go on Instagram, but I haven't posted anything on Instagram in a while. I need to get with it. Puppies turn one next week, so there'll be some puppy pictures for sure. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, and tune in next week, same time, same place, where you can always download on iTunes and listen to past episodes as well. Reach out anytime you have a question. I'm always here to help. You've been listening to Real Real Estate Today with Deb Tomorrow, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.